welcome. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this time together. Please uh, be with us. Give us your hospitality, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so, hospitality as a Christian discipline or practice or whatever. Um, I'm not an expert in this subject. Uh, and some of you guys know more about it than I do. So I'm hoping to hear from you as we go. Uh, this is the dictionary definition of the English word. Uh, the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. The word comes to us from Latin. Uh, it's, it's the same root that we get uh, hospital, host, uh, hospice, hotel, and hostile. You know, the the uh, connection to strangers has to do with that. Uh, I thought we'd look at hospitality and literature a little bit. Uh, who recognizes this scene? Uh, got a few. Okay. Anyone want to tell us what it is? Okay. That's Mr. Tumnus, and that's Lucy over there in the lower left-hand corner in a big comfortable chair in front of the fire. This is obviously from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's an excellent question. This is a, uh, this scene is, you know, it's beautiful for, you know, it, it's uh, warmth and coziness and the way he's providing for her needs, but he has a secret agenda to uh, basically put her to sleep and sell her to the white witch. But he repents and never does it and turns out to be one of the good guys. Here's another artist idea of the same scene. You see Mr. Tumnus is holding his uh, pan pipes with which he puts her to sleep. But Lucy hasn't succumbed yet. She's still smiling. Here's more Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, Lewis is obviously really into simple homely pleasures like uh, food and drink. And you see that in the Beaver's Lodge. You know, it's a very rustic kind of working class place, but it's very comfortable and homey, and they have good conversation. Uh, another artist's rendering of the same idea. Yet another artist. These, these are just things I ripped off the web. They're, I don't even know who the artist is. Uh, here's another scene of hospitality from the same story. I'm not sure we should call it hospitality exactly. Certainly not Christian hospitality. What's going on here? Turkish delight. The queen, the white witch, is poisoning Edmund, making him her slave, and turning him so he'll be, he'll turn traitor to his uh, family. Okay, wh what's going on here? That's right, Bilbo, right there, <laughs> and the uh, the dwarves have invaded his house almost without his permission, and they're juggling the pottery and driving him mad in general. Oh, and eating up all his fare. Uh, this was all Gandalf's idea. I think that's Gandalf on the right over there, smoking, blowing smoke rings. Uh, here's another artist's take on the same scene. It's much more sedate, isn't it? They had music after dinner, some different scene, really. Uh, 
Um, still in Tolkien now, but now we're in the Lord of the Rings. This is uh, inside um, Tom Bombadil's house, if you remember that very strange character. Tom, Badil, Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. Tom saves the, the four hobbits from the death by tree and uh, receives them and strengthens them back up and sends them out with more power and stuff. Here's another take on Tom Bombadil. Yet another. Yet another. Um, any guesses what's going on here? We're out of Tolkien, just as a hint. It is very good. This is uh, Victor Hugo's Les Mis. Les Mis I, somebody pronounce it for me. How does it go? Le, say again? Les Mis. That's close enough. Anyway, so it's, it's been a long time since I read this, but um, Jean Valjean, who I take to be the guy on the right, is an ex-convict, and he's been welcomed into the home of this uh, abbot, or rather bishop, and Jean Valjean abuses his hospitality, steals his candlesticks, and slips off into the night, where he's promptly arrested, brought back, and the bishop says, oh, wait, you forgot this other candlestick. You know, and he, he just shows him this grace that blows Jean Valjean's mind. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it leads to him repenting right away, but eventually, you know, it's a big part of the story. And this is my favorite scene of hospitality in all of literature. Um, it's a little more obscure, but I'll entertain guesses. It's a good guess, but no. Oh, that's another good guess, but no. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. This is from Ivanhoe, and that's uh, Friar Tuck on the right, or as he introduces himself to the knight there, he's the, uh, the holy clerk of Kopmanhurst. He pretends to be a very holy man, but he, actually he's an outlaw uh, raiding the king's deer and stuff. And One evening, late one evening, this guy, this knight, shows up at his doorstep demanding hospitality, uh, and the prior is very reluctantly compelled to let him in and give him some very basic food. And, you know, it's a very hostile situation. But eventually they unwind a little bit and, and the, the prior reveals that he actually he does have some food and he pulls out a, a pasty with deer in it and some wine and they get drunk and have a grand, grand old time singing and playing. And the, the knight, we learn much later, is actually King Richard, uh, yeah, good King Richard, the Lionheart. He's, he's been doing knight errantry all over the country in disguise. <clears throat> this painting is Delacroix, by the way. It's, um, it's a French guy talking about a English um, legend, let's say. So when, Scott wrote Ivanhoe, it was, he, it was already historical fiction. It was, you know, he was dealing with things that were already legend and not, not really real. Um, anyway, kind of one of the things you might have noticed in 
is that hospitality is not necessarily the same thing as entertaining. Um, or there, there can be bad side to hospitality, it might be another way to say it, but what I'm trying to show here is, is that uh, they're not, I mean, they overlap. Perhaps one is a subset of the other, but they're not the same thing. We'll explore that a little more. Uh, what we should care about is what does God mean by hospitality? Uh, he commands us to be hospitable. And here, well, let's just read it. When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall do him no wrong. You shall not do him wrong. The stranger who sojourns with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as you love yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Um, the emphasis seems to be on stranger here. You know, when we think of hospitality, it's often, you know, people we like, our friends. Uh, but maybe we ought to expand that definition. The Greek word that gets translated hospitality in the New Testament emphasizes the stranger aspect of it. It's love of strangers. Um, anyone care to pronounce that for us, Nick, maybe? <laughs> Say again? Philozenia, thank you. Uh, here's some New Testament uh, references. Hebrews 13, 1 through 2. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Um, what's he talking about, angels unawares? Yes, there, there are other occasions, but I think that's the main one. Um, how did that turn out? So, yeah, the angels, actually one of the angels is the angel of the Lord, which is basically a theophany of kind. It, it, it's God in angelic aspect, shall we say. This is getting a little loud, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, uh, the God basically tells Abram he's going to be a father. I think that's the occasion Sarah laughs. Uh, and, uh, and then they go off to deal with Sodom. And that results in the rescue of Lot. You know, Lot entertains the angels, remember? They, and they rescue him from the Sodomites. And, uh, but then he loses his wife and he becomes father to his own grandchildren and, and raises up two nations that are opposed to Israel. On the other hand, one of those nations turns out to be very important. It, it, the, um, we have Ruth coming from, what you call it, um, say again? Moab, thank you. Ruth the Moabitess becomes ancestor of David and later Jesus, so huge. So I guess entertaining angels is perilous, but it's a good thing. Um, well, the angels did it for him. He, he went out and tried to bargain with them, and they resented it bitterly. Um, he, he suggested they commit some lower sin instead of this worse sin, and, and they were like, who are you to tell us not to sin? 
<laughs> uh, here's Paul. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. I learned this from uh, James Glover. He was, he was very competitive in showing hospitality. And it was fun competing with them to you know, see who could do more to make you know, the guest have a, a great time. Um, above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Since love covers a multitude of sins, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Okay, to one another suggests, you know, your local congregation, people you know. Uh, it just suggests it, though. It doesn't say it explicitly. Without grumbling, though, that suggests that, you know, the sin that comes along with the gift or the, the practice um, you know, that goes, I and mean, whenever you have something good, it, it, it can become something bad if, it, if it's abused. And the, the abuse of hospitality would be grumbling or resenting having to do it uh, or resenting your guest. And, you know, let's face it, as guests, we're not um, all that. I mean, we're resentful, you know, ungrateful. Uh, we're not perfect, and and it's easy to imagine a host getting uh, not digging it. Let's say, um, here's Jesus. When you give a dinner or banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. So Jesus is not saying you should do everything for nothing. He's saying you should do everything for the big reward. You should be keeping your eyes on the, uh, the, the real prize and not immediate payback from your guests. Um, I think the ultimate reward is that you will be the kind of person who delights in the same kind of things God delights in. Um, I think that's that's where this is all leading. Um, but this this is a harsh saying. This is like you know, tear out your eye or cut off your hand. Uh, it's hard to even imagine how you would put this into action. ask for input later, <laughs> unless you'll have some ideas right now. <laughs> uh, this is the same passage. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. Well, you, you recognize the context. It, you know, he's explaining the, uh, to the sheep why they're sheep and not goats. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Truly, I say to you, as, I, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So when we entertain you know, the you 
of Jesus' people who are uh, down and out, we're entertaining Jesus. Uh, and of course the sheep are surprised to hear that this is them. They had no idea. And the goats are equally surprised. You remember the, the parable, or it's not a parable, it's, it's uh, anyway. What does God mean by hospitality? Providing for others' needs, opening your home and yourself, and so making yourself vulnerable. Um, that, that's, I think, our resistance to doing this is the resistance to uh, being judged. You know, you, when you open yourself up, you're, you know, there it is. It's all out there. People see how you live, and it's, uh, you know, including the parts you would just assume not show. Um, and being hospitable means letting, you know, just being vulnerable in that way. It, it's, uh, um, hopefully it's not ex exhibitionism, but <laughs> it, it is a cost that you must pay. Um, this is our last slide, and when I try to give some uh, practical advice as if I know anything, um, and this is also where I'm hoping that y'all help me out. How to host. Seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. This is good advice in any endeavor, but in this case it means your work should honor God first and then honor your guests. And that is the way to please God and them. It's to show, you know, outdo one another in showing honor. This is it. This is how you do it. And that means, you know, learning to be a good listener if you're not already a good listener. Um, and um, share what you have with gratitude. That is, you're grateful to God for what you do have grateful to be able to share it and you're not overly concerned about what you don't have you, you know you would like to have a palace you know to entertain in uh, and um, in many ways we are inadequate we know a lot of these ways and uh, and you just have to relax about that um, so here I'm trying to get metaphysical. Remember, we are guests in God's world. He's created everything. He's given us life and everything in it, in the world to enjoy. And it's um, a uh, just a picture that we're trying to reflect in our hospitality. And God is uh, our host, so we host. Uh, and we should mind our manners in God's house and stop complaining about what he gives us. Um, it's bad manners to uh, complain to your host about, I don't like this, I don't like that. Imitate God. 20 minutes and we're done. Um, <laughs> I will entertain suggestions you know, for enhancing this list or questions or anything. Jay.
Sure. I mean, Spits and spurts is a new expression for me. And you became the nexus of a network. Reminds me of Glover's uh, block parties. I went. To, I helped with at least one of them, and he's doing the same thing, trying to get the neighbors um, talking to him and to each other. Great idea. Neighborhood party and just open house for your neighbors. What a great idea. An event, a feast, yeah. Very good. Reminds me of a story. Um, we were in this room one Easter, had no plans for the day, and we met a, a couple 
wasn't the first time we'd met them, but uh, I think it was the first time they were here as a couple, and we said, hey, you want to come over for lunch? We'll have grilled cheese. <laughs> you know, very fancy Easter meal. And uh, so the Yo's came over, and we, we became great buds, and they ended up coming for, you know, every Easter after that, as long as they lived in New England. And uh, it became kind of a tradition. We had several other families that would always join us. Um, in fact, the tradition lingers on, even though the yo's are long gone. Um, so, cool story, right? Uh, <laughs> of course, they weren't uh, the kind of people you would not want to have in your house. I mean, <laughs> yes, Jay. Cool. Everybody that came to that house then got an invite at some point to come with them to see something they wanted to see. Either it was a, a lunch or two family gatherings, it didn't matter. Our Thanksgiving was always at five and a half people, mm. even on our own family. It's wonderful. I, I would see that as sort of a thank you for doing that. That's a blessing, really. Yeah, that, that is beautiful. at the cost.
Reminds me of another example from literature. Um, I don't know how many of you have read Flannery O'Connor, A Good Man is Hard to Find. It's a, more of a horror story, really. It involves a hitchhiker. Don't read it. Um, that's encouraging, right? <laughs> okay, I think we'll wrap up. Let's pray. Oh, one more. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... care to answer that? Yes, you are. No, I mean... <laughs> Oh, it's a gift, like, from God to the host? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I claim to have the gift of me. <laughs> it, it's a, yeah, it's a, and cigars, too, for that matter. <laughs> Right. Yeah, th so it is a, you know, I guess. I don't know if we, spiritual gift, yes, Alona? Yeah.
sure. Oh. I bet, I bet. And change the plans. <laughs> so that, you, you touch on a really interesting question of cultural uh, practices, you know, how hospitality differs by culture. I meant to talk about this is um, obviously it's very culturally uh, conditioned, let's say. We, we have different manners than the Mexicans than you know, everyone else. It, it, we're all raised differently, even in, within a culture. We have different ideas about manners. And uh, part of manners, of course, is being sensitive to other people's expectations and uh, practices. John. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> um, I mean, who's being the good hostess in that story? Martha. Martha? Yeah, she's being a good hostess, but she's got an attitude. She's got an attitude. She's a little upset, not that she has to work, but that her she has no help. Yeah, she's a little jealous. Uh, so jealous? Or he said, y'all help yourselves. I'm going to go check out the teacher. <laughs> Cindy.
here, here. Amen. It's preach it, sister. <laughs> Yeah, we, we are pretty busy, and so dropping in on people, it's great to have friends who would welcome that, but it would be horrible to abuse it. Um, so, we're still got plenty of time if anyone else wants to say anything. So for you guys who came in late, I'm just going to run through the uh, talk real fast. <laughs> okay, let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this time together, for the, the command to be hospitable and loving to each other and to strangers. God, we pray that you would convict us where we need it and help us make baby steps toward what you would like. Make us reflect your kingdom, your glory, Father, with the way we give and share and love. God, we love you and praise your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>